Before we get going, I just have to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you to every single chiropractor who cares for children, to every single chiropractic assistant who props us up on a daily basis, and every single chiropractic patient who values what we do. It has been and continues to be an absolute honor to care for the folks in my community. If you are being turned on to our podcast by a friend or family member, but are not under chiropractic care, my hope, my wish is that you find a chiropractor in your town and see what true principled chiropractic care can do for you, your children, and your family. This show is committed to engaging the docs who perform miracles in their offices to help better understand what we do and how you can benefit. For more information, please visit my clinic on the web at www.chirobeacon.com or call us from the continental United States at 805 481 one five six six. If we can't see you, we'll find you someone who can. Today's podcast is brought to you by our very good friends at Practice Evolution Prime. Practice Evolution Prime was created to bridge the gap from school to success. You can be successful, you should be successful, and being successful takes work. You have to gain the skills and foundation to be the sought-after family chiropractor, and our goal is to create extraordinary family chiropractors. This program is not easy. It will challenge you. It will push you. We choose to only work with doctors and students who are teachable, principled, and willing to work hard to improve their skills, practice, and their lives. If you're interested in learning more about this program and to apply, or if you are a patient looking for a PEP Prime doctor, visit our website, peppprime.com. That's peppprime.com, or call the Practice Evolution Program at 801-281-1646. Hey everyone, and welcome to the KiddoCast for Chiropractic Families, the world's first and only podcast committed to normalizing complementary and alternative care, particularly chiropractic care for children by sharing the experiences of the doctors in the trenches. In our time together, we will talk with pillars in the alternative healthcare world to give you the tools you'll need to make positive change in the health of your children today. Simply put, we're here to change the trajectory of modern healthcare. I'm your host, Dr. Daniel Bronstein. I'm a pediatric and family chiropractor certified by the Academy Council of Chiropractic Pediatrics and the director of the Beacon Clinic of Chiropractic in beautiful Grover Beach, California. Guys, one of the greatest gifts I've received as a pediatric chiropractor, aside from all the families I've been blessed to know and care for, uh, is the relationships I've built with other chiropractors. There's something special and unwritten about chiropractors who care for children and shows in their reputations and the accolades their patients bestow upon them. Dr. Jen Santos is one of those docs. As a preceptor doctor for Life Chiropractic College West, I've seen the effects of Dr. Jen's relationships with students and her patients firsthand. And while we haven't ever really met in person, right, Doc? I know I could trust her with any children uh, I send her way. Dr. Jen Santos graduated with honors from Life West in 2013. She's been practicing for three years in Petaluma, California. She and her husband have a practice where they focus on young families, pregnancy care, infants, and kiddos. As well as being in full-time practice, Dr. Jen is part-time faculty at Life Chiropractic College West. She's the only chiropractor in Sonoma County who has completed a postgraduate program through the International Chiropractic Pediatrics Association. Dr. Jen is considered a second-generation chiropractor, as her dad is a practicing chiropractor uh, as well. She received her first chiropractic adjustment when she was 45 minutes old. She desires to normalize chiropractic for pregnancy and infants. And guys, as is the case with all pediatric chiropractors, Dr. Jen takes care of kids as early as humanly possible. And the youngest baby Dr. Jen has ever adjusted was 14 minutes old. Dr. Jen, welcome to the podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. Thank you. 
So, you know, being a second-generation chiropractor, um, I, I really want to kind of hear what your experience with chiropractic was growing up in your household because most of the folks that we're, we're talking to right now um, are either really new to chiropractic or are first-generation chiropractic patients themselves. Um, so we had, I grew up in a family of five kids and, um, we actually homeschooled in the back of my dad's office. Um, so we got to see the miracles of chiropractic every day. Um, and it was always, um, our first line of, I don't know, defense, if you will, um, was to get adjusted. So we would, you know, um, we would get weekly checks, um, just, for whatever. Um, but then also if anything happened, if there was some sort of traumatic event or what, what people more think of like chiropractic needs for, but not necessarily, um, what we're aiming for, but, um, we would get adjusted, get checked out. Um, my dad always had a, um, the chiropractic community in general, I think is, is pretty, um, friendly to each other <laughs> for the vast majority of the part. Um, and so my dad was always really interested in going to other chiropractic offices. Like if we went on vacation, um, we would always go to another chiropractic office. Um, when I was like 15, we went on a cross country trip and, um, my dad wanted to go, we went to 43 States and my dad wanted to go to at least one chiropractic office in every state. And, um, so growing up, chiropractic was always really normal to me and it was, um, just part of our lifestyle. It's what we did. Um, it was only when I got into college that I realized that not every man, woman, and child was under chiropractic care from the time that they were born to the time that they died. And, um, that, that kind of, uh, rocked my world a little bit because nothing against pharmaceutical companies or anything like that, but, um, it kind of created this idea that I had never grown up in a model of, of medicine first and, and kind of like going to a medical doctor initially before anything else. And it was sort of one of those, um, I was driving, uh, to undergrad with one of my best friends and she was talking about how she had migraines and she had had them since she was like eight years old. And, I was like, well, have you ever been adjusted? And she was like, well, no. And for me, it was so bizarre that you could live 10 years with never having, you know, or, you know, she was 18 at the time, but, you know, 18 years having never been adjusted and been suffering with migraines. And she had tried so many different things and never seen a chiropractor. So, um, and she was quite terrified of, of chiropractic just from what she had seen and, heard about it. Um, and so I finally got her into my, my dad's office and, um, within about a week, her migraines were completely gone. Mm -hmm. And, um, not that chiropractic is the treatment for migraines, but that it was interesting how much her life had revolved around these migraines right. and then they're gone. I mean, it was just really interesting to see her life transform that way. And so it was at that point that I got really like excited about chiropractic in general, um, more from like an adult perspective as opposed to a child's perspective. You know, seeing 
that experience through the eyes of other people, I think, is what's so gratifying about what we do. Because chiropractic is very much an axiom for us and our families. My daughter gets checked every single night when we get home. We got a table in our uh, in our house, and she knows the drill. Right when she's expressing symptoms of illness, um, you know, I I. I get her checked and she knows she gets it because she doesn't take medication. She knows when she's off. She knows when she's on. Um, and that's the case. It's the same thing with the rest of my family. Um, we do not go straight to the medicine cabinet when there's something off. And when we're well adjusted, those symptoms become less of a problem because the body is functioning at, at its highest potential. Mm-hmm. Um, my buddy, Dr. Skip Weiss, who is out in Wisconsin, was talking about this as well because he's been adjusted uh, since he was two years old. And he was a big athlete. And, you know, when he took his bruises, he the first person he wanted to see was his chiropractor. Um, it's It seems antithetical in our culture because we're so used to being damaged and sick. But there's something about chiropractic kids that's just different. Right, Jen? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, talk a little bit about that and, you know, what you see in your office with respect to that difference. Um, I think the biggest philosophical difference um, or the biggest difference is, is a philosophical one that the idea that that expressing symptoms is necessarily a bad thing is always one that kind of um, kind of doesn't resonate well with me um, as as a as a second generation chiropractor when we were growing up, whenever we would um, have a fever or throw up or whatever, um, my dad would tell us, you know, like your body is doing what it's supposed to do. And it was only within the last couple of years that that medicine has come out and said, hey, maybe a fever, you know, within a certain range is actually a good thing. Maybe the body's actually doing something that it's supposed to do. Um, and we grew up with that philosophy that, that the idea that the body is actually like working right in, in symptomatic, um, conditions. And we're so trained culturally to think that symptoms are, are necessarily a bad thing. Um, when in fact your body is actually working perfectly in the way that it's supposed to, and it's not fun all the time and it sucks when you have a fever and, um, it sucks when you're throwing up, but to get rid of stuff and to like rid your body of whatever is going on, um, I think is, is a huge, um, cultural mind shift that we have to get to that, that, um, yes, there can be emergent situations with certain things and certain symptoms shouldn't be ignored, but that really for the vast majority of the time with symptoms, your body is actually working perfectly and doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah, I um, I got to say, you know, the first time I ever really started to understand this concept, surprisingly, was not in chiropractic college. It was after mm-hmm. reading Robert Mendelssohn's book, uh, How to Raise Your Child in Spite of Your uh, Doctor, How to Raise a Healthy Child in Spite of Your Doctor. Um, and, and Dr. Mendelssohn, you know, he talks about this concept of fever as being your body's natural defense mechanism. And that there isn't really a lot of good data to suggest that even a really high fever is at all dangerous. He even goes into talking about how febrile seizures are actually neuroprotective 
for young babies. And, you know, just just a disclaimer, guys. You know, Dr. Jen and I are both chiropractors. We're not medical doctors, so don't construe this as medical advice. But there's something to be said about honoring your baby's innate ability to be able to fight off infection. I'm reminded of, of an interaction that I had just yesterday with a fairly new patient who is um, was pretty sick. Uh, it's an eight-month-old. And, you know, he started under care with me on Monday, and I'm checking him quite frequently right now because he's got a pretty significant plagio deformity. Um, but Dad sends me a text on my on-call line saying, you know, baby woke up with a fever. We want to take him into the pediatrician. And my initial response is, okay, that's your prerogative. Let me check him first. And the reason is because, you know, a lot of the time with our new new patients, as I'm sure you're you're seeing in your practice, starting to clear out some of that neurological gain, that dissonance in the system can just detox the heck out of our kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, BJ Palmer, who's the developer of our profession, talks quite a, a, a lengthy uh, about this in a lot of his early volumes. Uh, he calls it retracing. Um, retracing is kind of a, a controversial topic in chiropractic circles because it's not something that's really predictable and we don't see it with all of our patients, but we see old neurological pathways uh, especially, you know, habitual ones that are not necessarily the greatest habits go away uh, and be replaced by positive pathways through what we're trying to do. So in this kiddo's case, you know, the initial knee-jerk reaction of the parents was, oh, he's expressing symptoms, so there must be something wrong. We have to take him in and get him antibiotics. we got to give him Tylenol to drop the fever, when in reality that is probably the worst thing that we could do in the absence of any really significant emergencies, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I um, I, I think most of, most of my kiddos who have been under care with me for a long time, they understand that. As a matter of fact, you know, I'm frequently amazed when moms bring their kids into the clinic because they're concerned after a kiddo's had a fever for a couple of days. Um, they want them to get checked by the chiropractor to make sure there's nothing wrong. And I'd say, you know, more than half of the time, the kids that I care for on a long enough basis can still be expressing symptoms but not need to be adjusted. Right. right. And that means everything is working perfectly. Um, I mean, I'm reminded of a case last year that was amazing. You know, I've had a kiddo that I've been adjusting since birth. He's five years old now. Um, and he had the worst case of hand, foot and mouth I think I've ever seen. And the mom, you know, brought him in through the back door, you know, because, you know, she was concerned that he would infect other kiddos. Um, and uh, I got him on the table and checked him. It's crystal clear. Mom was still a little bit concerned, but gave him another day or two just to kind of cook it out and within 24 hours he's perfect again yeah so in a lot of ways jen you know this flips the script right it, it really starts to put an emphasis on what it's like to live clear subluxation free and what the body actually is supposed to do when all those constraints are removed right um i'm curious i'm curious to know you know when you see new patients in your clinic um, do you find that that's pretty a pretty similar sentiment when people have never been exposed to chiropractic care before? Do they kind of like recoil in horror when you tell them that you know fever is usually a good a good thing for this kiddo to to cook out bad germs? Um, I I don't. I think um, I think I live in a pretty holistic area, um, and so the idea that I think. The idea that fever is not necessarily um, a bad thing or that the body is actually working properly, 
um, is not really new um, to most people at this point when I when I bring it up to them. Um, the biggest thing that I like to do is after, you know, if a, if a child has been expressing symptoms or, um, you know, has had a fever in the last couple days or whatever, um, when they come in, I often will remind the parents, hey, remember, it, it's very possible that after an adjustment, the fever will spike. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really, by removing that nervous system interference and allowing the body to function properly, you can actually increase symptoms. And so I'll tell them, you know, it's it's really not uncommon. Don't worry about it. Like, you know, if, if you get uncomfortable with the amount that it's increased or, you know, the time period in which it's done that, you know, give me a call or text me or, you know, whatever. Um, but um, I, I think for the vast majority of, of my practice, most people coming in are already pretty holistically minded. Um, we're pretty unapologetically pediatric in my office. Um, you walk in and, you know, I've had people tell me, um, I was in Target a couple weeks ago and I had a man, I was buying some toys and, um, he, he saw me holding a bunch of toys and, um, he said, Oh, are you a preschool teacher? And I don't know why he assumed that. And I said, no, um, I'm a chiropractor. And he said, Oh, there's a chiropractor downtown, um, kind of by the movie theater that it's like, it's like a pediatric, it's like a, <laughs> he said, it's a daycare slash chiropractic <laughs> office. And I was like, I'm pretty sure you're talking about my office <laughs> and we are not a daycare. Um, although, uh, a lot of times when people walk by, we have a huge window right on the street um, and people just hang out with their kids and we have a huge, um, teepee like in the front. And so, uh, I could see why people think it looks like a, like a daycare. Um, but you know, so when people come in, most of the time they get that it's not a typical doctor's office. It's not a, um, it's not a place where you're coming to, um, to be treated like, like a, like an average patient or, or, you know, receive that kind of care. Um, so usually by the time people walk into my office, they get that it's a little bit different. Um, and they're, they're kind of in tune with that a little bit already. So So. there, I mean, you brought up so many amazing little snippets in this past. I've been writing notes in my hand because I don't have my notebook in front of me, but, um, I love, I, I've never been to your office. I need to come and visit you soon, but your office is like identical to mine. <laughs> we have two huge bay windows that go out onto the street. I have all of my pediatric chiropractic tables that facing the windows so that when people walk by, they see that what we're doing is, um, it's accessible, mm-hmm. right? You talked a lot about this vibrancy and this community that you see in your office, which is very different from what you would see in a medical office. And that's by design, right? Chiropractic kids are vibrant. Yeah. We have chiropractic families that come into our offices and they, they sit there well beyond their appointment times. And they, they dish about, you know, the, the latest, you know, healthcare class in the community. They dish about uh, breastfeeding support. They dish about the OBs and the midwives and the doulas in our towns that kind of help them through their process. They talk about birth stories. I mean, I was, I was laughing hysterically yesterday because I have two babies that were born within maybe two weeks of each other who we always knew 
were going to be really, really close friends because their moms had amazing pregnancies. They would see them uh, each other in the office. Uh, when the babies were born, these first two babies, they were the first babies that I've seen in my office who were clear after they were born, which was amazing. They both have these really amazing, just like really serious looks on their faces, and they both started walking at about the same time. And now when they come into the office together, they're like best of friends. They just sit and they play after they get checked for like half an hour, 45 minutes, because um, they they understand something innately about what it means to be a part of this community, right? Um, you know, going back to... Going back to what you were talking about in Petaluma, because you're right. I, my impression is that it's very progressive up there. Where I am, um, there's still some hurdles that need to be overcome. But, you know, with regards to demographic, do you think that it is, it is important to be surrounded by that comfort zone in order to be able to feel comfortable with what chiropractors provide? Or do you think the message permeates the zeitgeist on a, on a much higher level? Um, and let me clarify that. I, I guess what I'm asking is, do you think that a parent needs to be in a progressive, more holistic community in order to get the benefits of chiropractic care? No, I don't. I, I think um, I think it helps. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, we... Um, we were in um, Spartanburg, South Carolina, um, when we first started chiropractic college, and um, our son was two months old when we started, um, and we kind of created that community for him while we were there. Spartanburg is not um, the capital of uh, healthcare <laughs> in our in our country, um, and and we kind of created that um, environment for him. Um, there was, um, you know, some issues that he had when he was really young, and um, we had taken him to a pediatric chiropractor there, and um, she suggested he go see an acupuncturist and or an acupressurist at the time, um, and so we drove uh, like two and a half hours to go see an acupuncturist, um, and you know, I mean, we created that environment for him. I mean, so it's definitely out there, um, in certain areas, um, it's less accessible, but I think, um, you can find, you know, chiropractors that specialize in, in kids, uh, most everywhere. Um, it's at this point, I think there are enough of us, um, that, you know, it might be a 45 minute hour to hour drive. Um, <laughs> which is a pain in the butt, but when you, when you come away from what chiropractic is, when you have a true understanding of what it is, that two hour drive for your baby is well worth it. Mm. Um, it's not, um, you know, so I think it's, I don't think it's, Oh, I don't have a pediatric chiropractor nearby. I shouldn't go. No, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I'm sure you can find somebody, um, at this point there are enough chiropractors um, you know, is it going to be the perfect situation? Not necessarily, but, um, I, I, you know, I think it helps to be in a progressive community in a community that understands healthcare, but I don't think that it necessarily has to be. I think, um, this is really important because I think the message is, is really important and it, it really jives with moms in particular, um, chiropractic is really stinking simple guys and it's you know when 
when it's it's applied in a way that's meaningful and the results are self-evident that's when it starts to become normalized right i mean a lot of the folks who are listening to this podcast dr jen are skeptics and we're speaking to these people because we want their children to have access to care um chiropractic is again it's it's a simple premise it's based on the idea that your body and the child's uh, body they're built to be healthy they start with this innate potential to constantly work towards health and survivability my buddy stan calls uh calls it general adaptive potential right that's a big fancy word for um you know maximized efficiency and when the child's body is working at maximum efficiency and there aren't any constraints in the way, um, in, in most cases related to vertebral subluxation or an alignment or motion problem in the spine that has a neurological consequence, um, things work out the way they're supposed to. And so I, I agree to, to an extent because my community is not progressive at all. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a very small, very tight-knit uh, natural birthing community. Um, we have a birthing center. Uh, we have three local hospitals that are working to become more mom-friendly. Um, but there are exactly two chiropractors in my community who are board-certified in pediatrics. Right. I'm one of them. And there's another excellent doctor up in San Luis, uh, Dr. Erin Parsons, who will name drop because she's great. Um, but other than that, uh, there aren't a lot. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of pain management clinics, which are really, really great for those guys who want to get that acute, uh, short-term pain relief. Um, there are some decompression clinics in town. Um, but the type of clinics that we run there, it's a different flavor of chiropractic. It really goes back to the root of uh, chiropractic philosophy, which is that there's really kind of an order to everything and things happen for a reason, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Chiropractic care, again, it's, it's, it's one of those things that's just, it's such an amazing thing to be a part of because we get to see mir- miracles every single day in our offices. Um, most of the chiropractors that I've talked to, Dr. Jen, um, have, have agreed that the, probably the most common thing we see in our in our clinics, especially in newborns, is gastrointestinal distress, uh, call it constipation, um, yeah. and we joke because uh, babies come through the door. Uh, if they're constipated, they get checked, they get adjusted, and they fill a diaper on the table. Right? Yeah. Um, I I, uh, I have a a name that I don't really like very much, but I've been referred to on numerous occasions as Doctor Brown Thumb. Um, because because that's what we do. And it's Pavlovian because babies who have been under our care for a really long time uh, won't even need to be adjusted when they come through the door. They just poop right on command when they come into yep. the office because <laughs> uh, that's just what they do. Um, I'm curious as to some of the things that you see uh, in your office that uh, can, can be helped by uh, correcting vertebral subluxation. Uh, well, I mean, to kind of tag, tag on that a little bit... Um... Our, our um, I don't know, tagline, if you will, for our office is our name is Acorn Chiropractic Club. And then our tagline is your chiropractic family. Mm. And um, we've been told by many moms we need to change it to Acorn Chiropractic Club where <laughs> happens. Um, <laughs> because it does all the time. Um, we do have a, a changing table in our office now where all the moms donate diapers um, mm-hmm. once babies grow out of them. Um, 
it's completely um, patient-driven um, donation type of thing. It's really awesome. Um, but kind of to answer the question, I mean, one, I, I want to mention um, my sort of grandfather in chiropractic, if you will, uh, Dr. Reggie Gold, would always say um, chiropractic is like sex. When it's good, it's great. And when it's bad, it's still pretty good. Um, and that sounds so, like Reggie, yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, I just, I, I'm always reminded that, um, you know, chiropractic is very, for children is very simple. It's very, um, well for everybody, it's very simple, but for children, most of the time, um, I have kids that, you know, I'm checking them or adjusting them and mom doesn't even know, you know, obviously I have permission, but mom doesn't even know once the adjustment is done because, you know, it's, it's so subtle. It's so, um, there's no bending, twisting, popping, cracking um, for infants. There's no, um, you know, it's it's very gentle. It's very um, subtle. And, and so, um, you know, changing a diaper causes more, um, like, I don't know, vigorous movements in a baby than, right. than an adjustment does. Um and and so in my office, you know, we are we are completely um, subluxation focused. Um, we don't really um, kind of the idea is that you know, yeah, we see symptoms, and yeah, a lot of people are brought into our office. A lot of babies are brought in because of um, gastrointestinal issues, um, reflux, um, constipation, all of that kind of stuff, but. For the vast majority of the time, um, I kind of view it as when we remove nervous system interference and allow the body to function properly, the body works better, period. Um, and so in my office, I'm not, um, I'm not necessarily focused on the symptoms because one, symptoms, as we talked about, can be a good thing. And two, um, you know, we don't, we don't necessarily know the outcome of an adjustment. Um, we know that the outcome will be positive. We know that removing nervous system interference is better than not having it there, uh, or than having it there. Um, but, uh, you know, in my office, I'm not necessarily focused on symptoms because, you know, once you remove the nervous system interference, the body gets better. And so we talk a lot about, um, in my office, about how removing that nervous system interference, the body functions better. And I will often ask people, you know, um, while I'm not interested in the symptoms necessarily, like I'm not chasing the symptoms, I do want to know if something positive happens. And a lot of times moms will bring babies in because of reflux or because of whatever. Um, and within a few visits, their mind, like their mindset or their paradigm of chiropractic has shifted so much that they don't even bring up the symptoms. And then eventually I might ask like, Hey, um, how's that going? Oh, Oh, I don't even remember he had that, mm. you know? And, and so it's it, because it's like, it's such a, um, it's such a small thing. And, and I think the biggest thing in pediatric chiropractic is not to limit ourselves to symptoms or, um, you know, because the idea that, Oh, my kid has symptoms, they need to be checked. That's awesome. Um, but what about the kids that don't have symptoms? Um, just because they're not showing them or expressing them right then, they still need to be checked. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier I was 45 minutes old when I was first adjusted. I didn't come out with any symptoms. Mm. I didn't, 
you know, I was born at home. It was a really, it was a a 51 minute labor, Mm -hmm. um, start to finish. My mom is kind of a rock star at giving birth. And, um, she, you know, my dad checked me not because I had any symptoms, but because he knew and he understood that, that a life without subluxation or, um, nervous system interference was better than, than with. And that I think is, um, I know that didn't really answer your question, but <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, I think I think it's important for for moms especially to understand, you know, that subluxation is is kind of a um, it's an esoteric concept um, because we're so used to, um, you know, Dr. Arnaud Bernier and I were talking a couple of weeks ago about how we're so almost brainwashed into this idea that if you are symptom-free, you are totally healthy. And that couldn't be further from the truth because the top three causes of death in the United States, um, medical errors notwithstanding, are heart disease, stroke, and cancer. And the symptoms of those three causes of death are insidious, meaning there are long-standing underlying issues there that typically don't express themselves until the last minute. I'm not saying that chiropractic care is a cure for cancer, obviously. Don't, don't misinterpret that. But what I am saying is that um, as is the case with Dr. Jen and in her practice, um, removing that subluxation in our office as early as possible, if it is there, leads to a longer, healthier lifetime without the types of issues and illnesses that we typically see in the rest of the community at large. Um, again, chiropractic care is not the treatment for any disease or condition, but what it does do is remove interference to the nervous system so that the body can be as healthy as possible. And because of that, in chiropractic offices, we see less incidence of colic. We see less incidence of constipation. In adults, I see less incidence of things like IBS and other you know, long-standing chronic gastrointestinal issues. We see less asthma. We see less ear infections. In my office, I see a lot of neurosensory issues, and I know Matt is trained to care for a lot of these special kiddos as well. So we see autistic children. I see pandas kids. I see ODD, sensory processing disorder, ADHD. And these kids do much better under chiropractic care. Even if they're already seeing a PT, an occupational therapist, or a speech therapist, chiropractic care helps remove those constraints so that there is an exponential effect and allows their nervous systems to come back online. And I know you see these things in your office because you've got a monster clinic that sees tons of kids. Um, Guys, as is the case with all of our podcasts, if you are in an area where you don't know if there's a chiropractor that can care for your children, please give us a call. Dr. Jen is in Petaluma. She's got an amazing clinic. If you're not near Petaluma, but you're somewhere in the Bay Area, give her clinic a call. She's at the Acorn Chiropractic Club. Will you give yourself a little bit of a plug, Dr. Jen? Sure. Um, Yeah, so we're in uh, Petaluma. Um, You can give us a call or you can text our office at um, 707-200-4466. Um, we primarily run our office as a, um, in a membership model, which is a little different than most chiropractic offices. Um, but it allows for the family to get under care, um, in an affordable manner. Um, cause one of the biggest things was when we started my office, um, you know, we had five kids in my family and if we had to pay, you know, 40, $50 a visit for each person, we probably would not have gotten the care that we needed. Um, and so not that it was a value issue, but there are, um, 
there, there are, you know, financial considerations um, when you're looking at a huge family. And um, so that was one of the things that we chose to do. Um, you can check us out at acornchiropracticclub.com and uh, see, see how we roll. I encourage you guys, if you're up there, to really check her space out. I've sent you a couple of patients, Dr. Jen, and they absolutely love you guys to death. So thank you very much for taking care of them. Um, all right, guys, uh, we're going to put a plug in this one. Um, Dr. Jen, thank you so much for taking uh, your early Thursday morning to be with <laughs> us. And you think other people will benefit. Please, right now, go to Facebook, go to Twitter, go to Instagram. Share the podcast with everybody you know. Um, share them with your skeptical neighbors. Share them with your family. Share them with your friends. If you're chiropractors, share them with your patients. Our mission is very simple. We're here to normalize chiropractic care, and we want to make sure that every single child on this planet has access to care if they so need it. Thank you so much, guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye.